The Art Biz Show is here to help artists like you find the path towards art success. Hello, artists, and thank you for joining me, JC, and the Art Biz Pro Show. Today, we're looking to cover the a 10-section business plan. That's right, we're covering all the bases. Now, what, what's a 10-section business plan good for? It's, it's Essentially, it's best for, you know, if you're looking for investors, any kind of patrons, donors, even if you're looking to hire employees, work with affiliates and partners. But overall, it's best for you to really clear up your, your vision of what you're looking to do, what you're looking to aspire to do, and how you're going to do it. All right, so diving right in. Section one is the executive summary. This is the business overview. Uh, what, it's really what you and your team actually do. What kind of products you're looking to produce or manufacture or paint or sculpt. You really have to ask yourself, why is your product or team uniquely qualified to succeed? What makes you different? What makes you prone to succeed? Also consider the financial plan. What is your expected financial performance over the next six months, over the next year, and even over the next five years? I know, tough question, but write something down and let's move along. Right into section number two, the company analysis. Uh, so this is like, when did you first start producing when was that very first time that your paintbrush touched the canvas? When was the first time your hands touched the sculpting clay? When was that? Also, where are you located? Where in the world are you? Now, that's like your, it could be like an office address, your manufacturer, a studio address. Just where is it? Also, what kind of legal structures do you have in place? You know, do you have any, uh, like an LLC or like an S Corp or, you know, nonprofit or are you just, you know, an individual doing your individual thing? And also, what, what have you achieved to date? How many paintings have you done? How many artworks have you done? You know, have you been in galleries? Have you sold anything? You know, just really your history right here. Boom, just history section three industry analysis tell your reader everything you know about your specific industry your niche your market tell them everything tell them like with a market overview what are the top five characteristics of your market how big is it in revenue how many and like is it growing in market or is it just kind of stagnant what trends is that market currently facing? What is it going through? And also, let, let's talk about the relevant market size. So, w what I'm talking about, like, how big is the revenue? The, the relevant market size. Imagine you owned 100% market share. Imagine that. Imagine you owned the entire home decor sculpture just industry. What are we talking? Millions? potentially billions imagine you owned all of that how much annual revenue would your company make so you know calculate this to express the opportunity to yourself 
as well as to the reader, to your investors, to your patrons. Moving on, number four, customer analysis. Now, you, you really have to understand your customer demographic. You know, you have to put them into like a profile. You have to put them into like, uh, create an avatar of your best buyer. This is your target demographic. And, and that, you know, the profile consists of a marital status, age, location, annual income, occupation. We, we cover all this and more in, in, our, uh, in our, our niche episode. Also, consider customer needs and wants. Now, there's a big difference between needs and wants. But what do they care most about? Do they care about the speed at which you deliver it? Do they care more about the price, high or low? Or do they care about the comfort and quality of the product? All right, number five, competitor analysis list the list your top 10 competitors and influencers in your niche just list them out just flood them onto the page if you can think of more awesome if you can't think of 10 you know just just do what you can just get them out get them written down now let's break this into direct competitors and indirect competitors so we'll have the direct competitors list uh now that's uh list what products and services they offer. Now, a direct competitor is exactly someone like you producing pretty much the exact same thing. So if you're, if you're a painter painting uh, uh, countryside landscapes with an impressionistic 2D style and there's someone else out there doing the same thing, that's a direct competitor. Now, double-check their prices and also what their obvious marketing strategy is. How are they reaching their audience? How are they reaching their collectors, their consumers? Check that out. Now, the indirect competitor, this is a business that sells similar products or services, but they don't directly focus on that market or niche. So like an example, I guess you say is Walmart, but I mean, you know, Walmart's an indirect competitor with everyone, just like Amazon or whatever. But say conversation, Walmart is an indirect competitor of, like, say, a, a salon hair colorist. And that's because Walmart sells box dyes, box hair dyes for, say, $10. Whereas the professional stylist, the professional hair stylist, has a service that charges $200. That's a premium service. Why would you go to a salon over Walmart for their box dye? Ugh clear and obvious reasons why would someone so it's really good to have a list of these indirect competitors because maybe they could outsource something to you maybe you could work out on an affiliate deal something now the competitor advantage what are the 10 reasons why your business will outperform both the direct and indirect competitors 10 reasons give me them all right, now number six. Now, eh, these are all debatable priority, but to me, this one, number six, is the most important. What is your marketing plan? Now, in your content, you must highlight features and benefits of your products or services, their pricing, and promotional plans. 
Now the marketing plan, this highlights features and benefits of your products and services, your pricings and promotion, prom, ugh, promotional plans. All right, so step one, let's talk about your products, services, pricing per item. List how many, list how your collector will benefit from them. List the unique and powerful features and what is the price. Now, if you're new to this, you don't understand the price, but look for an episode that covers pricing. All right, let's talk promotional plan. How will you attract new customers? How will you engage existing prospects? And how will you encourage repeat customers? All of those are very important for growth. Now, we will cover this in multiple episodes, but write down what are your tactics for offline and online promotional. Now, for example, offline, we're talking snail mail, you know, billboards, radio, cable TV, press, magazines, etc. But with online, we're talking more social media, banner ads, co-blogging, you know, podcasts, promotional videos, blogging, forums, etc. Next, consider the distribution plan. How will customers be buying from you? Is it going to be an e-commerce store? Will they find you in the local galleries? Or will you guide them to a sales page, a landing page? Really think about the click funnel if you're online. Number seven, operations plan. Ask yourself, what are the day-to-day operations you must perform to serve your customers daily? And what are the important milestones you expect to conquer as you grow and expand? Number eight, the management team. Who's in your team? Who do you have around you? Do you have any employees? Do you have any managers? Or is it just you? Either or is fine, whatever. But write them down. Give your management team bios. Give, show their name their title, their background, their passions, what they do, how they add to the team and the overall success of your mission. Yes, give me all the details. Next, the management team gaps. So what are you missing? What do you want on your team? Do you want, say, something less creative? Like, an, I don't know. I mean, everything's creative, but... What are you missing? Where are the gaps? Detail what positions are missing and profile who you would want to fill them. And also, if there's a board involved, like a board of directors, you know, profile the, the board members. That'd be wonderful. Moving on. Number eight, the financial plan. Now, aside from... The promotional plan, the financial plan is probably the the second most important plan that if you have the financial plan really hammered out, you're pretty set. So let's really focus, really dig, find these answers. What are the financial details that will keep your business running? 
let's talk revenue model. How will you generate revenue? An example is, you know, online sales, gallery sales, vending sales, etc. Another is financial highlights. What are revenue goals for you in the next six months, the next year, and five years? What will your projected expenses be in the next six months, one year, and five years? Uh, an example would be, uh, say one year you do a, uh, a revenue of $50,000 where you sell five paintings at $10,000 a piece. And the one year expenses, eh, you know, it's 15,000 when you have like, you know, the yearly rent, the bills, material, etc. Moving on, there's the uh, the funding requirements and then the use of the funding. This is where we'll estimate, you know, how much outside funding do you need? What will the funds be used for? This is ideal when you're looking for investors or patrons. How much do you need? Now, if you're developing a like, you know, a business brand where you would consider, you know, formulating an exit strategy, uh take into consideration that investors may want equity for their investments. So consider how the investors will be able to cash out on their investments. You know, maybe not this year, but like projected years, decades. Now the formula, the mathematical formula for understanding uh, the return on investment, a.k.a. ROI, for the investors uh, goes like this. It is the return on investment equals operating profits minus taxes divided by invested capital. Now understand that there's all kinds of different assets. Let's talk about fixed assets. Now this is a more considered a long-term use purchases, not likely to really convert into cash fast. So an example is, you know, equipment. If you had to buy a warehouse, uh, a house, any kind of large property, etc. Then there's the intangible assets. Typically not physical, it's more like intellectual property. So this is a, an examples are like patents, trademarks, copyrights, brand reach, uh, industry influence, etc. Oh, now the current assets, that's more cash. How much cash do you have? Or the business? How much cash does the business have? Um, and pretty much any asset that's easily liquefied for cash, generally within a year. Some examples are uh, like cash, precious metals, uh, any kind of inventory, prepaid expenses, uh, accounts receivable, investments, etc. Now, current liabilities are the uh, the amount due to be paid to creditors within the year. Examples of this are payroll, sales tax, income taxes, bank fees, accused expenses, etc.
Now, finally, number 10 is the appendix. Now, within the appendix, let's talk. Here you'll have any kind of, you know, store design. If you're, if it's like a franchise, it's what will always be revert back to for the store design. Any kind of patents, copyrights, any kind of legal, legal work go here. Contracts, you know, between the customers and employees, yourself. That's in the appendix. Thank you for joining us on the ArtBiz Show. Learn more at artbizshow.com. That is A-R-T-B-I-Z-S-H-O-W.com. Artbizshow.com. See the show notes for more helpful info. Check out our other episodes and please share this with those who need it most. Subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter at ArtBizShow, Instagram at ArtBizShow, and Facebook at ArtBizPro. Support will help us to help artist communities. You can support us at www.patreon.com slash ArtBizPro. No donation is too small or large.